Welcome to Breaking the Barrier, the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. This is episode 77, and this is sounds from the Trails Plus Brimbank 50k Ultra, which happened on the 22nd of March 2020. My name's Zach Domigelski. Uh, for long-term listeners, know Andrew this episode. He wasn't entered in the race, and he was also filming Impulse on the day. And as you'll hear, even if he had been free, the race wasn't run in a way that encouraged spectators to come along and attend. So no thoughts from Andrew or sounds from Andrew, but lots from me, Zach, and also lots from Daryl over the course of the next 50 minutes or so. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining. Uh, I want to give you a bit of a guide to some of the things that you're going to hear in this episode, just so you can join the dots on some of the inside jokes. If you want to go all the way back to episode 25 on the 8th of April 2019, you'll hear me make my first appearance on this podcast and talk to Andrew Lorenzo about what the event was, what my background was, and how I sort of enjoyed or didn't enjoy my first 50k attempt. If you also want to hear about some of the Oxfam training run we did, there was a mini episode, which is what we call in between a mini and a full-size episode, on the 14th of March 2020. And you'll hear Daryl and I talk a little bit about Oxfam training over the course of this as well. So that might set a bit of context for you. Now, we can't step around the fact that the event that I did a week or so ago was done in a very, very interesting period of time as we've reacted to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, before you hear some of the sounds from the event, I just wanted to set some context for you in terms of what was happening in the moment on the day, where we were, where my head was at. So here's the context for me. Uh, First of all, uh, some of you who have been listening before know that here in Australia, I work for Telstra. And Telstra as a company had started moving us all to working from home the week before this event was run. Uh, That was something which we did not in reaction to any employee having the COVID-19 virus, but as a preventative measure, given that Telstra is an essential service for telecommunications. And so over the week leading up to this event, one of my roles had been to make sure that employees understood what working from home meant, why we were working from home and setting them up to, to work successfully. Another role I play when I'm not running is that I'm an assistant group leader at my local scouting group. And scouts had made the decision that scouting was still able to continue at the time that this event was being run. But my particular local group had had a meeting and made a decision that I was part of that we weren't going to continue face-to-face scouting because of the risk that the COVID-19 virus put some of our leader groups into. And so we didn't have enough volunteers to actually run face-to-face scouting. And so we had switched to online scouting the week before this event as well. So there's two instances where leading up to this event, I was in a situation where I was needing to help change the way that we were running employment or a pretty key volunteering activity to react to COVID-19 and do it without being face to face. The other thing that I was wrestling with in the lead up to this event is that I was meant to be traveling to Thailand just four days afterwards. And Part of me was hoping that the flights would be cancelled and that that decision to go or not to go would be taken out of my hands, to be honestly. But at the moment that this race was happening and the week leading up to the race, I was still planning to travel to Thailand. I was uh, the economic cost of me having to cancel on my flights and accommodations and bookings were too great. And so I had assessed the risk of traveling to Thailand at that time and all things being equal at the moment that the race was run, I was still planning to go. Now, a lot changed after that. On the day of the event, 
which was Sunday the 22nd of March, that night Victoria moved to stage one restrictions and very quickly moved to stage two restrictions after that. But going into the event, I was understanding that we needed to start working from home in my employment to make sure that we were keeping all our staff safe and I was making that happen. I was Very supportive of a decision by my local scouting group not to run face-to-face scouting anymore for the safety of our volunteers and our leaders and making sure that our group was able to be sufficient. But I was personally still preparing to travel overseas and fly overseas. Now, in terms of my prep for this race, I'd done the Trails Plus non-stop backyard ultra just six weeks before. And if you want to hear me talk about that, new listeners, episode 70 on the 18th of February 2020 is a good one to go check out. I hadn't pulled up very well after that race. It was my first 100k event, uh, and I was not very happy with my training or my running. And if you go back and listen to any of the episodes over the last couple of weeks, you'll hear Andrew and I talk about how neither of us were loving running at the moment. It was also very, very tough preparing and planning for an event, knowing that so many other events were being cancelled all around the world. We were talking quite a lot about the major marathons being cancelled, and in the days leading up to this event, a lot of stuff locally was being cancelled, primarily because of the fact that they were over 500 people. And that's an important point that I'll come back to. But honestly, for me, the deciding factor for me going through with this event was that Oxfam got cancelled. And so I had been training with Daryl and some of his friends to get them ready to do the Oxfam event. I wasn't going to do the Oxfam event because I was meant to be in Thailand, but I'd been training with them to do Oxfam. And when Oxfam got cancelled, Daryl decided to upgrade to the 50. And so once he decided he was doing the 50k at Brimbank, I was back in and it was something that I was going to do as well. So that's where I was heading into the event itself. Now, let me recap what the conditions were at the time the event was run. At the time that the event was run, social distancing and self-isolation was being strongly encouraged all over the place. Those terms had really hit society and we were all using them. We'd also started to understand what the pandemic curve looked like. I don't recall a week and a half ago that we were using the term flatten the curve quite as strongly as we are today. The only restriction that was really in place as this event was being set up to run was that they were not meant to be any gatherings of people more than 500. So any events more than 500 people were being cancelled. And for a lot of the larger events, that was the determining factor behind why they weren't going ahead. Brimbank, as an event, was well under 500 people. Leading up to the event, Trails Plus restricted the total size of the event to just 300 people. And as you heard me mention at the start, they also strongly encouraged additional people not to come to the event so as to make sure that the major hub where everyone started and stopped at was nice and clear and small, and also put in a bunch of guidelines about what was to happen out on the course itself, including any rest stops. That was the situation in which the event decided to go ahead. We had not had stage one happen. That happened the Sunday night after the event itself. Stage two, that happened a couple of days later. Leading up to this event, whilst we were all starting to understand what social distancing and lockdowns and restrictions and quarantines would look like, fitness groups, cafes, hairdressers, all of those were still going ahead. The discussion about essential versus inessential services hadn't started. There were no clear rules about that. Here's my opinion. 
at that time when it was happening, I thought the running community was all over the place in terms of how it was approaching this. One of my main concerns and fears about going and doing the Brimbank event in the week leading up to it, I was worried that some pockets of the running community would almost be defiant in the way that they were approaching the restrictions. I was almost expecting to see over-exaggerated high fives and hugs, almost in defiance of not being allowed to run. And I, I saw a lot of commentary online about people saying they can't stop us running. No one's going to stop us running. They can't take that away. I contrast that with the reaction from other people in the days leading up to the event who were already advocating for complete isolation and lockdown. They were already talking about, don't go out, please be safe. Now, given where the curve and the restrictions went immediately after this event and where they've gone over the last week or so, it could just be a question of timing. But we need to be careful that we don't start to go back and judge what was happening a week or two ago in the context of where we are today. The people who say, I told you so, might have been right arguing that we should have been in lockdown two weeks ago. But at the time, they were arguing and recommending a position that was not legislated. It was up to the individual. And as you heard me talk about, Telstra had gone one way with its approach, even though it hadn't had a case happen within its organization. Scouting in Victoria was advocating a different approach again, although my scout group decided to do its own thing. And I personally was also wrestling with that in terms of my approach to travel for my family and the family that I was going to go with. So it was within the recommendations of the time that the Trails Plus Ultra went ahead. And it was within those recommendations that I decided to participate as an individual, as did Daryl, as did the other 30-odd people who did the event with me, and the you know 200 or so people who participated in the running festival over the weekend itself. So I just wanted to get that out there so that you sort of understood a little bit when you listen to this podcast what was happening. You'll hear during the course of the episode, we'll talk a little bit about what the vibe was like at the starting line, what it was like uh, out on some of the rest stops and where we saw some of the volunteers. Thank you to the volunteers from Trails Plus who were running the actual event. They had to do what is normally a pretty thankless task, sitting out there for a couple of hours or so, uh, handing out water and food to people under the extra pressure of doing it within the the pandemic and not a lot of us knowing about what was happening there. So thank you to them and to Trails Plus for putting the event on. If you're listening to this and you strongly disagree with the fact that the event went along, well, that's your opinion. If you are angry that events like this aren't able to go on because of the other restrictions that have come in, well, that's your opinion too. Where we are today is I want to encourage everyone to be as safe as possible. We're in a situation now where we're not allowed to gather in groups of more than one outside your immediate family if you decide to go outside for a fitness activity. That is miles away from where we were just a week ago and things are continuing to move so quickly. And that's what I'm focusing on and what I'm most worried about is not whether or not an event should or shouldn't have gone ahead a week or so ago in conditions that we didn't properly understand. But if they've changed so much over the last week, where are they going to be a week from now? And what can we do as individuals and as society to try and preserve that? So with that, I hope you enjoy the next 40 minutes or so where you hear Daryl and I work our way around the 50Ks at Brimbank Park. All right, so it is 10 past seven and Daryl and I have just checked in and got our bibs. Obviously, my form from last year has been well regarded because I have bib number one which is also probably because I was the first desperate person to enter this race. Daryl, where have you come in at? 
Uh, yeah, I've been seated number 32, so not looking as good for me. How many people are running the event? Uh, I think 32. Okay, all right. So this is good. We've got the front and back end of the pack covered, uh, if our numbers are any indication. Uh, we just saw the marathon head off. Very quiet, very sombre uh, takeoff for the event. Definitely not like last year. There is a lot of cars in the car park, but nowhere near as many spectators hanging around as I remember from this time last year. Um, conditions, a lot cooler than last year. I remember last year I was talking about it and saying how I felt very, very warm at the start. Definitely not the case now. We've got the jumpers on um, and we're just going to sort of be doing some jogging on the spot to keep ourselves loose before we start. But conditions look great, no chance of any rain. Um, just kind of a weird vibe, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we'll check in with you as we get going and then probably as we get to some hills. Very conscious that I said last year about six times then. So we might go back and edit some of that out. Or we'll leave that in. We often talk about editing stuff and then just leave it in. So that's kind of how we roll. All right, bye. All right, so we are five minutes... 40 seconds, one kilometre in, and we are walking. Uh, we're heading up the back of the big hill, out the back of Brimbank. You might have just heard Daryl's watch go off then. This is uh, last year when I tried to do this. I hit this and I tried to keep my pace going all the way up it. Tried to keep running five minute 40s up this hill. It was not worth it, uh, as I discovered about 40 kilometres from now. So, the biggest lesson I'm giving Daryl on this day is that we will walk any of these big hills and save our legs and have plenty of time to run the rest of it. And then probably the only other thing we'll be conscious of is fueling at about the 30k mark. Really making sure we get a lot into our bellies so that we've got enough for that 20k's on the way back. So yeah, we'll check in with you next time we go up a hill. Daryl, any words so far? No, I'm just trying to breathe, just trying to save it. Yeah. We had a 45 second race briefing, so they kind of lost track of time at the start, so not a great deal of ceremony by Brett, but we might try and grab him for a few words at the end, I think, as well. Give him a bit of thanks for putting the event on. All right, speak to you soon. Three and a half Ks in, we are walking again, and I'm having flashbacks to the Backyard Ultra because I walked this bloody bit of the course 15 times. Uh, yeah, I think we're having fun so far. Yeah. Steady pace, we know what we're doing. Yep. We're being sensible, very sensible with the hills. So just anything that's slightly a little steeper than normal, we walk it up. Alright, we're gonna go finish our first lap of five and then head out on the 15k course. Alright, it is 808 p.m. six and a half kilometers. It is 808 a.m. six and a half kilometers in. 38 minutes 40 in the clock. We're walking up one of the bigger hills for this, to be honest. We'll go up this one twice. This is the first time. But this is the hill, if you're familiar with Brimbank, that you uh, cross over when you're on the driveway, and the big driveway down. So we're walking up that to cross the driveway at the top and then head out to the farm. Um, I think Daryl and I would both say that right now we feel like we could run hills, but we're just trying to be smart and walk them and hold a bit of pace. We're also trying to pull our pace back when we are running. If we go a little bit faster than say a 5.30, we just put the brakes on, try and save a little bit. Apart from that, beautiful day. Not too, not sunny at all, lots of cloud cover, very quiet. 
Daryl has never been to this part of the park. He has no idea where we are, so for all he knows, this is just a big elaborate hoax. So if you all jump out and say surprise in like 15 minutes behind that tree over there, that'd be awesome. All right, anything else to add? No, I think we're good. Looking forward to it. It's a nice hill. Really enjoying the run. It's good to be out and about. Let's see if he says nice hill in 30 k's. <laughs> yeah. A quick check-in. We're probably mid-pack right now as we continue up this hill. We're still going up this hill. It's quite a long one. Um, but yeah, we're probably out of 30-odd people who are doing the event. I'd say we're smack bang in the middle right now. We're kind of just leapfrogging one lady because she seems to be running slower than us but consistently, whereas we're walking the hills. And then Steve from Winfit is a couple of hundred metres behind us. He's doing a bit of the same walkie run stuff that we're doing too. It's not about finishing position on this one or, uh, or even time. Like Daryl and I kind of have five hours in our head as a target, but no one's going to be devastated if we get that or not. In fact, given this might be the last organised run we're able to do for six months, why not make it last as long as possible? And I think we should do it twice just to get our money's worth. This is true. This is substituting Oxfam for Daryl. So maybe we do need to do it twice. Uh, and then just a quick observation on social isolation and keeping arms distance very heavily emphasised at the starting line. All volunteers wearing gloves, lots of signs around everywhere. Out on the course, not a problem. Uh, I think Daryl and I have about 400 square metres of area to ourselves right now. Uh, so I don't think the whole... Shared. Shared, yeah. Okay, 200 each. Yeah. So I think once you're out on the trail, it's fine. It's just at the start, shoot and everything. And that's where Brett from Trails Plus was doing a great job. I could hear all the volunteers talking to themselves about it, reminding each other, going over the rules. I have no doubt that there's been a whole bunch of scrutiny and discussion about whether this event should go ahead. And Brett is doing everything possible to make sure that it stays on the right side of all the guidelines and that everyone feels comfortable. And from what I could see, the volunteers were absolutely 100% locked in on that. So, so far so good. We'll see how it survives when the 10K runners turn up. There's probably only been, I'd say 70 people yeah. around so far between the marathon and the ultra, but they've said the event's 300. So theoretically you've got twice as many people who have been here already turning up. Even still, 140, 200 people, not a huge event by any means. There's plenty of space at the start line. We're really fortunate that we've got the, uh, the logistics to have an event like that here. Okay, I think we can see, yep, no, the lady we're chasing has started running down the other side of the hill. So we're gonna log off and we'll speak to you next time we hit an incline. All right, 11 Ks in, an hour five and we're walking upstairs. I'm sure this wasn't the cursed script. Well done, guys. Right, keep going. going, keep going. Good job. A couple of ultra marathoners coming past the other way. Looking very strong. Daryl's right behind me. We've gone up some stairs. And yeah, just over an hour, 11 k's. We're bang on time for what we hope to do, which is six minute kilometers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember us when we're dead. Bye. Okay, 13 and a half kilometers, an hour 20 in. It's 10 to nine. We uh, made use of the last rest stop and just got a bit of fruitcake for me. And an orange for myself, or half an orange. So yeah, just trying to fuel a little bit earlier than we probably need it. We'll probably partake at every rest stop from now on. 
Yep. Means we might not need what we have in our bags, but that's okay. Better safe than sorry. I think that's a muffler on that car that's going to need to be fixed or something. Don't know what happened there. We've uh, just gone past our first marathoner, and it looks like these are well done, guys. maybe halves coming out. I don't know. People with an orange bib haven't seen those. Really? Or are they? Yeah, interesting. But as you can probably tell, we are walking again. Uh, we're going to get to the top of this hill and then lap around and probably head back past the start line again. That'll be the end of the second loop, at which point we will then have the big 30k, 15k's out, 15k's back to do. Everything feels very under control right now, which is good. Yep, legs are good. And body's good as well, mind's good as well. Yep, big plane coming overhead. Fun day out, better than being indoors. All right, bye. So we are 19 minutes, oh, no, sorry, 19 kilometers nearly in, an hour 55. We're about to head out on the longest out and back loop of the course, which means there's not gonna be any hills for a while, which is good news. The bad news is we're gonna to have to find a groove and stick with it uh, for the next probably solid hour also running so this is going to be you know the the most running pacey bit of the event and then there'll be a hill to break it up and then we'll come back so yeah see some spectators here i might just keep recording so i can get some cheers from them on the way uh we're getting we're leapfrogging back and forth with this lady <laughs> these people there's some kids enjoying walking in the rain that's awesome it has started to rain now a little bit more than we were expecting, but it feels okay for now. It's good. Cooling us down a bit. All right, we are going to do the turn now and start the big long out and back. So we'll speak to you probably around about the 30k mark, I think. We're 19k's now, so we won't speak to you for another 10k's to an hour. Unless I've completely buggered up the map and have no idea where we are, which is an absolute possibility right now. And All right. Just knowing the map's in the car as well, which doesn't help us. So. Yeah, the map's in the car. It's nowhere near us. Yep, keep going that way. Yep. So you do this race once and apparently you're an expert. People are looking to me for advice. We could all die out here. Which is why you wear a number one. Which is why I'm number one. Number one. All right. Chat to you next time. Hello, it is 27 kilometers, two hours, 45 minutes elapsed time. I don't know what time it is actually. No, so do it's quarter past 10. We're having a bit of a walking break right now. First 50 k has just gone past us heading back the other way, uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, so we've done 27 k's in 2.45 and he's probably up around the 35 k range. So eight k's ahead of us right now, uh, or 40 odd minutes at least faster than us. Um, Daryl's just adjusting his pack. Um, we're running with hydro packs today and he's just starting to rub a little bit on his neck, which isn't fun. So he's popped that and also a couple of Voltaren just to help with some anti- No, no, Neurofen she doesn't like. Oh, She's fine with Voltaren. Yeah. All right, good. Um, yeah, we're starting to feel a bit congested and stuffed up from all the running and everything, just the breathing. But we're gonna get back on it now because about, I don't know, three to five k's from here there's a nice big hill so we'll speak to you then all right 30 and a half kilometers in three hours eight minutes it is 10 38 and we are walking up 
and the big hill out the back the one that gets us to the turnaround for the ultra uh, Daryl has left his bag behind at the last rest stop because it was giving him a bit too much rubby rub action not in a good way <laughs> so we're now just trying to hike over this hill do a little lap of the reserve on the other side then hike back over it so a fair bit of walking for the next little bit I'm going to have myself an energy bar brought to you by Generation UCAN, the smarter, longer-lasting source of steady energy with that patented super starch formula. And if you're interested in trying out Generation UCAN, visit Generation UCAN forward slash breaking the barrier for 15% off your first order. There you go, Daryl. You're part of a live read there. Part of a live read. How exciting is that? The only thing I'm missing is the, the book I need to get me through this next... Uh Probably 20Ks. Do you like audiobooks, Daryl? I do love audiobooks. Well, if yes. you go to audibletrial.com.au forward slash breaking the barrier and enter the code breaking the barrier, you will get a 30 day free trial and get to download one ebook for free. That's audibletrial.com.au forward slash breaking the barrier. Hey, I think I'll be looking for a book on how to run up hills. <laughs> this, this doesn't stop, does it? This one. Oh, <laughs> um, keep going. Yeah. So we are climbing. We're seeing quite a few people from the Ultra coming back now. Um, we won't see any more marathoners unless we pass them because they're all turning around far behind us at this point. Uh, I'm going to give Daryl the phone to carry whilst I um, actually open up my bar and start eating. There we go. Shows I'm actually doing that live. So yeah, hey, so what are we thinking, Daryl? Our target time of five hours? Yeah, I think five hours is definitely out the window. Yep. Uh, if we can get inside 5.30, I'll be wrapped, yep. which is my initial goal to start with anyway. So yep. if we get 5.30, I'll be pretty happy. It definitely, that middle 10 kilometres changes the game a little bit, doesn't it? It certainly does, yeah. yeah. Even though it's uh, relatively flat, geez, it takes it out of you. It's just relentless. <laughs> so what's the difference between the Oxfam training and this? So the Oxfam training is a lot more walking involved and the hills are steeper so you just walk up the hills and you do a lot more recovery in between whereas I found here trying to maintain a, a really solid running pace all the way through um, and I think by doing Oxfam I've lost a bit of the running fitness which is making it harder on the flats here but up the hills I'm going okay yeah because we're just walking it but just on the flats is the is a real big difference for me. Are you feeling it in your body or in your energy levels or your uh, head or? Energy first. Yeah. Legs are feeling okay. It's just the energy and just mentally as well. Just knowing that on Oxfam you're just doing a lot, of, a lot more walking. Yeah. Whereas here you've just got to keep, keep running. Yeah. Like Oxfam you're not really going for a time as well. I mean you are but you're not Whereas here, we're aiming for five hours, so it's in your head. Yep. Right, you need six minute K pace. Whereas out on uh, Oxfam, you've got just two hours. So if you can make up two hours on a stage, you, you can make that up in you know, little bits. You can run a bit here and there and still be fine. Here, it just feels like that target time has been slipping out of our hands yeah. for the last hour or so. I remember us saying it like the 20K mark, okay, we just need to hold six minute pace here and we'll be right and we didn't <laughs> i think at 20 k's you're at 30 seconds off yeah maybe a minute off and now we're yep five six minutes out of where yeah, we wanted to be definitely and that's been on the flat yeah 
mean, I'm reflecting on when I... Jeez, this hill keeps going. Um, I'm reflecting on where I felt like... I, I'm feeling stronger than I was at this stage last year. Yep. So I think for me, coming in at... I'm going to come in at like the, around about the same time, that 5.15 range, but I'm going to feel better than I did last year. Um, which is good for me. I did not feel good last year. So finishing in the same time but feeling better is an enormous win as far as I'm concerned right now. Small goals. Whereas I think for me, I'll be finishing around that time. Yep. But feeling rubbish at the end of it. Yeah, okay. Well, I think if we can get through this without bonking at the end and, like, you know, really feeling bad, then that'll be good because that's just going to start helping your recovery yeah, as well. And there is still another couple of solid stints of walking. It's just that flat grind that we just need to get on top of. Yep, definitely. Yeah. All right, well... I think we're coming to a end of a hill, so we might pack up and speak to you again later. Okay, we are four hours in, 37 and a bit kilometers, 37.6 kilometers done. Daryl, like a true survivalist, has managed to find chocolate out here in the wild at the last rest stop. And Coke. And Coca-Cola. I had a handful of chips, because I'm loving salt right now. Uh, it's pretty much going to be an exercise in pain management survival. and survival to get back from here, we think, the next 12 kilometres. Probably a bit of walkie runny with a little a bit more walkie and then quite a lot of walkie at the end. Um, so, yeah, definitely learning the difference between training for a walking event and a running event. Definitely learning how much difference... We were just talking before, running on terrain that's like semi-rock, semi-gravel, just takes that little bit extra out of you every step because you're having to adjust your foot as you hit the rock, lose a little bit of power. And I think when we haven't been used to running on that for a while, it's really starting to come through. Um, it's also been raining, so that's been great, but now it's sunny. So Melbourne's really putting it on for us, which is just awesome. Um, we're going to keep going. We've probably got, I think it's now another 6Ks or so to the next and final aid station. And then the last big hill and back down again to the finish. So we will keep trucking on. I'm not gonna make Daryl say anything. He doesn't wanna talk right now. Uh, pretty much, I'll be honest, this is the most we've talked for the last half an hour or so. There's been a lot of silent running. Uh, if this was a recording of the whole event, there'd just be a big pause in the middle. Just contemplating life. Contemplating life. We're very aware of life right now, I think is how we would describe it. But uh, yep, we're gonna keep going. There's a couple of people behind us. A lot more people ahead of us than behind us. But our goal right now is, well, not even worried about coming last. Probably just about finishing. Let's just get through it strong. Bye. Okay, it's just hit midday. We are just, well, 40.7 kilometers, four and a half hours so far of movement. It's a bit of a good news, bad news story right now. The good news is I feel a lot better than last year. The bad news is uh, both of Daryl's calves are cramping pretty regularly like right now. Um, whenever he tries anything that looks like running or pretty much any time we say the word calf, he feels a twinge. So we're into a bit of power walking right now, constantly judging who's behind us. Um, been doing a bit of reflection on what it would have meant if Oxfam had been next week. Do you reckon he would have approached it differently today or...? Yeah, I would have saved the 42, not the 50 for a start. Yep. 
But I think everything else would have stayed the same, just walking and running. So um, you would have tried to do the same movement that you've done now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Just would have been walking the hills, walking a lot more. And I think with the training for Oxfam, it doesn't really cross over into into today, into the, uh, the 50k, because we're trying to do a lot more running today. Yeah. And I think that's had an impact. It's a good thing that Great Ocean Road isn't in May right now, probably. That's been moved out to August or something probably wouldn't be confident about two months from now turning around and doing a marathon. No, I think with the, uh, the training, because the training is so different, Oxfam to, to running, but the way that we've approached it's been so different. Yeah, I really think even a, a, a 4.30 or 4.15 Ocean Road to be, uh, be trouble. Right now, really? Yep. Wow. 4.15 maybe, yep. God, yeah, this is Daryl and I power walking down this path. It's quite nice. There's a river, there's trees. It's not unpleasant. It just sucks that Daryl hurts at the moment. Yeah, it's not a lot of fun. Walking's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Down, nine to go, so in the home straight. Is it nine to go? Wow, okay. Nine to go. Yep. Nine Ks to go. Alright. Morning, how are you going? Not one of them said hello to me then. I was normally Daryl's the one that's polite and I'm the one that saves my breath. I was polite that time and it got me nothing, absolutely nothing. So this is why I don't say hello to people when we walk generally. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Bit rude, bit rude. So maintaining social distance, verbally. Verbally, yeah. Verbal social distance. Which that's one of my pet hates. It doesn't take much to say hello or just give away. You are very good at saying hello to everyone when we walk. I try. You're much better at it than I am. Yeah. Not right now though. <laughs> right now they're like, hello Daryl, you're like, what do you want? <laughs> We're getting close to that. If the recording cuts out suddenly, guys, it's because Daryl's tried to throw me in this river. <laughs> I will defend myself. I'm hoping we get around this corner. We'll see the. Uh, I'm thinking rest stop. The rest stop. Then we help. Got the All rest right, stop. You better pack that up, Zach. You said I've got to run okay. to the rest stop, so don't you know, embarrass you. So we're going to pretend that we've been running the whole way <laughs> up to the rest stop. I can hear Daryl's calves screaming right now as we do this. This is for Chani. Chani said she wanted some runny, heavy breathy action at some point when I did a run, so she's getting it now. Oh, good news is I can see a car. It's got my name on it. <laughs> I'm sure I can get your car back down here. <laughs> Wherever here is, I have no idea where here is right now. Good news is not just the cars anymore, it's the quads as well. Good. So both legs hurt now. That's awesome. Good. At least it's consistent. Hey. Hello. Hey. What's the good for you? Beer. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking of bringing some down and being like. Wouldn't be a bad idea, would it? Orange is good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. So, I might just uh, sit here and eat then. Okay, do you want me to get the car? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you give me free food, Zach. It's... Yeah. Sure, we could hack that crane over there and drive it back. <laughs> well, my 
car is right there yeah, if it's... you really want <laughs> No, we're going to do it. We're going to do the 50. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you very it. much. Yeah. Thank you for volunteering. Well Pretend we're running off triumphantly, okay? Woo! When you remember us, remember us that way. That's the way. Thank you. So we're running sub fours at the moment, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> sub four days. Yeah. We're, we're looking for a sub one hour 5k right now. <laughs> yeah, on track for that. I think it, physically things hurt. It's annoying and frustrating that we can't do what normally we'd be able to do. And this is just part of working that out. I mean, we've heard Andrew talk about it on his Melbourne one when his leg locked up and he was walking along and having to power walk it because his body just let him down. We heard that for him on Canberra as well. Um, yeah, true. This is just part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to have done 50 kilometres. We're going to have done it in hopefully under six hours. I say that with 6.3 kilometres and an hour to go. I think we should be able to make that. So we're going to come in somewhere under six hours. And, uh, yeah. As I was saying to Daryl before, for me, this could be the last organised run for six months. So an excuse to hang out for six hours with a mate in typical Melbourne bloody conditions of rain and sun and wind and flies and mosquitoes. It's been awesome. I actually think it's had everything we both wanted. For me, it's had a bit of rain to cool me down. Feel it's had a bit of sun just to make you happy. Yep. It's been a good walk for me. It's going to turn out to be an hour or more fun than we expected, but you know what? Big deal. Right, on the good side, we need to include this in, but on the good side, we're just overtaking four people. Yes. Um, no Dar more. Don't say anything else. That's it. Done. Daryl, none of those people were in the actual event. Oh, come on. Just let me have one win, all right? They were wearing parkas. One of them was in high heels. I don't think they were part of the event. And they're riding bikes, yeah? Yes. Yes, Daryl. There was bikes. Oh, good. We got the headwind back now. There's a bike. I'll give you that. That's a bike. So at the rest stops... Really interesting, as per Brett's instructions, gloves all the time. They're using tongs to pick up food. Um, we are not allowed to grab food ourselves. They have to get tongs and drop the food into our hands um, so that there's no contact between our hands and the tongs or... Six. Six, six Ks to go. Sorry, six. Um, and they're also pouring uh, water into people's cups or bottles okay. using a measuring jug. So again, separation of the master water with other stuff you know those are the guidelines and every volunteer without a doubt has been 100 percent um, in accordance with them daryl is now pointing out that there are two small children with no, bikes no, here bikes. one for you one for me no there's small children with bikes um, <laughs> they will work so it's five k's we're we're at 44 and a half kilometers five and a half k's to go it's 50505 so there's lots of fives right now that we need to do. Um, pretty much if we keep doing the pace that we're doing now, which is a low nine walk, we will come in under six hours. We're hoping that if we can walk to the top of the driveway, 
and feel okay, we might be able to use the hill to our advantage to run down or roll, or roll down and do the last two Ks at something a bit faster than that. So right now, the original plan of five hours, well gone, um, gone five minutes ago. The revised plan of five hours 30, that's now gone. We're now looking at the uh, six hours, which is in accordance with our new goal to finish with Steve, which was always part of the plan. Once we decided 12 minutes ago that it was part of the plan. Well, truth be told, 5.30 was my original goal. I was happy 5.30. Yep. Um, which won't happen unless you can do a five minute K for five Ks. It's a fast park run from here. Which You'd... is not gonna happen. No. But here we go, we're just going from the sun back to my weather. It is raining again. This is it awesome. Is. Five Ks to go. Yep. 50 minutes to do 5Ks. Yep. Very doable. We'll get there. Very doable. We will get there even if you have to carry me the last 2Ks, eh? We will not get there if I have to <laughs> carry you the last 2Ks, Daryl. Just think how good this will be for the audience, though. I can't help my audience if I'm dead. And me. <laughs> We're in the home straight, except we're turning right to go away yeah. from the home straight. We're actually turning away from the finish line, which is always depressing. All right, back on to pavement. No one behind us. We're looking good to hold our position of sixth and fifth last. <laughs> it might not even be that good, to be honest. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being last. No. Still 50Ks, bloody good effort. And out of the 30 people that have done it, you've still come 30th. So... Yep. If you're listening to this and you've come 30th, well done. That's an awesome effort. Bloody brilliant. And if you're hanging shit on them, know that you came 31st at best. Exactly. So what's our strategy if this thing isn't actually 50Ks when we go under the gantry? Finish it. We're just yep. done? No, no, I'm getting 50Ks. Getting 50? Okay, so we're walking. Yep. We're just going to keep walking through. Yep. Up to the car and back. Yep, get 50Ks. 50Ks, so the number's going to say 50. I think there's a chance it'll be short. Yep. Because I remember clocking us as we came down this thing last time. And I don't think it was over 2Ks. And we're at 47.35 now. We're right. This is it. We're at the top now. That's the top of the ring bank run. There is, I don't believe, any more real what I'd call hills or elevation. These are just undulations from now on. I think it'll be interesting to see how we pull up after this. Mm. <coughs> I don't think I'll be as sore or tired as I would if it had been like a, a like a marathon run. A proper run, yeah. Um, like, you know, a marathon to run for time. Yeah. But it's still six hours, 50 k's. And like you were saying before, when we did that Oxfam trial, it took us six hours to do 38Ks. Yep. We've done 50Ks in that. Yep. So it is more. And more elevation here as well. And more elevation than that one was, yeah. So recovery will be interesting, but I'm gonna be smart with it. With no races on the calendar, I'm going to take Monday, Tuesday off. Maybe do some stretchy weight and stuff, but no running. Really just ease back into it. 
Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll go out and run a half marathon. None of you will ever know because my stuff's not on Strava anymore. 10k cooldown tomorrow. Yep. 10k cooldown at 450. Followed by when we wake up from our dream. Yeah. 48 k's, 5 hours, 38 minutes. So 22 minutes to do 2 kilometres, which walking should be doable. If we can get a bit of a jog in, it'll be no problem at all. We are there. How are you going? You're having a ball? I am. Have you Me, to, myself and I. Have you managed to stay dry? Yeah, I've been sneaking into the car every now and then. Thank you very much. Thanks for volunteering, appreciate it. Next All right. time I'll volunteer and you can run, okay? Alright. Bang. Uh, cruising through. Cruising through. We're going down what is quite a steep windy hill. I'm just gonna roll down. Hit it and I'll just put tipped over two to go. Alright, Jack, you never tell anyone if you're in the road to get out of my road because I can't change direction. Okay. And don't leave their bikes unattended. <laughs> Would you like me to scatter rose petals in front of you whilst I do this? Like, oh. you'd probably slip. Last two days, I said you can carry me. That'd be nice. Boy, Zach, I think that little sprint down the hill is going to get us under six hours. Yep, no, we are good to go under six hours now, which is awesome. Got 1.25 kilometres to go. I don't think there is 1.25 kilometres to go. So I can see a bit of car park action coming. Which is very disappointing to me right now. <sighs> can I chop my calves out and still keep going? I think uh, physiologically that's going to be an issue for you. Mm. But I'm not a doctor. <laughs> 15 minutes. To do a kilometre. It is pretty much exactly that. My watch did 49 kilometers just then and has 5.45 on the dial. So it's basically a kilometer to do 15 minutes. Something would have to go spectacularly wrong here for yeah. us not to get this. Well, there's a fair bit going wrong so far. Yeah. So I'm certainly not gonna hold my breath. Daryl and I are committing to this target of six hours as if it was the original five hour target. <laughs> We're this invested right now. I'm happy to take any win at the moment. Parks Victoria Park guy. Yeah. yeah. They've just elevated the COVID-19 <laughs> treatment. We're not allowed to finish. We need to leave the park straight <laughs> oh, away. Oh dear, mate. <sighs> Hope not. So, uh, good, mate. How are you? Thank you very much. A guy driving a car can take the time to pull over and talk to me, but those four ladies before. I realise we look and smell disgusting right now. <laughs> I realise it's questionable how we look and smell at the best of times, but we were trying very hard and we said hello first. All right, 500 metres to go. 10 minutes to do it in. Daryl just winced at the thought of that. I've been like, cramped for about... 500 metres, so we're okay. Yeah, and like I said, this bit we're on now, I legitimately walked this every lap of the non-stop. Yep. So, this is fine to walk. All right, from the leaf. Hang on, that one? 
<laughs> that leaf. From the leaf to the pole. And then from the pole, walk to the other poles and then jog. And then a triumphant walk across the line. <laughs> we're good, we're gonna get to these gantries, we're gonna run across the line. And then we're gonna work out how far we have to go up into the car park. <laughs> I've got 200 meters to go. Yeah. There's not 200 meters to go from what I can see. There'll be some car park action. And that is 600 meters of climbing. All right. Thank you. No, no. Together, You're not last. Three, two, one. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Oh dear. Oh. Proceed through finish area. Oh. So, 50k ultra, would do again? Uh, yes. Yes, but with different training. Different training. So, this is a lesson for everyone in terms of building compatible training routines for events. You can't just turn around and assume one type of training will get you through to where it needs to be. You've got to have specificity. That's not the word. That's, that's close enough. It's close enough. I understand. After 50 k's, what more do you want from me, people? And I, I think if you're doing the running, like trying to run the whole way, that would cross back into Oxfam. As long as you did some hill stuff in there as well. But doing all the walking I did for Oxfam doesn't transpose back to running. Okay. So, that's it from Daryl and Zach at the Trails Plus Brimbank Ultra. 50Ks just went off on my watch as I said that. I've got 20 to go. So in 20 metres, this will be Daryl breaking the barrier. Not stopping. And inspiring you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible.